This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Yatevo, an African cryptid tree that has tentacles for branches, which translates to I already see you. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that started out as a small indie thing and then became a giant promotional branch. Except we didn't. We're not there yet. We, nope. we probably won't be. Yeah, but guns I'm, for hire. Here. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we are here to talk about our favorite A24 films. And boy... Top five, I, right? Yeah, top five. Okay, yeah. This was... I, I literally just changed my list. Literally, <laughs> this was like a very hard like list for me. Because like I was looking through like all of the A24 films. Yeah, and same I was here. like... I was like, fuck. I like so many of these. Yeah. And so many of them have been like so tethered to like films that i enjoy over the past like three years yeah and it it still baffles me because it's like yes like a24 at this point has kind of become like a little bit more commercialized right yeah like i said it was it's weird and how they were like indie little studio and then they kind of became guns for hire yeah like you want to make a weird movie fuck yeah we'll do it and then now yeah they're pretty much like it's that company They're, they're definitely like top 10 like biggest production companies in, rightfully so yeah yeah in films and yeah again rightfully so like there's so many films that have come out of them that have just become so memorable over right. the past few years and i think the biggest thing of why we gravitate towards them is because they're unique like yeah. there's so many different like going through that list of a24 movies it's like every single one of them was different from another a24 movie yeah. which i think is really cool in the fact that it's like it supports and promotes Weird ideas that otherwise may not be like commercialized or be like, ah, we're not going to put this in the theaters, but A24 will. Exactly. And they, like you said, like they all feel like very different um, and very fresh ideas, but yeah. like they still have this kind of like vibe to them that you can, you can literally watch it and be like, that's an A24 film. Yep. And I like that idea. Um, and they've become my favorite production company over the past three years. And it's become to the point where it's like, I will check out a film just because A24 is stamped on it. Yeah, that's true. So. So start us off, Zach. You're number off. five. Starting out with number, number five. five. Um, I am going to start us out with, uh, directed by Stephen Karam, The Humans. Oh, I'm not doing directors. Fuck that. I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> the Humans. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. watch this one. You would really like it. So I'm sure it, I would. It was originally a play. And they converted it into a film, and the film actually holds, like, a very, like, film style to it. Mm. Um, but it's this family that is meeting up in, like, this apartment complex for Thanksgiving dinner. And there's actually, like, a decent amount of names attached to it, too. Like, you have uh, Richard Jenkins, who plays mm. the father. Yeah. Um, you have Beanie Feldstein, um, who is in, like, a lot of, like women comedy films um she's usually like the awkward like bigger girl okay uh steven yoon's in it you love him i love steven yoon um amy schumer's in it yeah he also (laughs) to side note um unfortunately because of that whole like uh like actor strike Mm -hmm. steven yoon had a conflict so he can't play sentry now in the marvel films Ah, that sucks. Yeah, I know. But whatever. (laughs) um amy schumer's in it too and it's just a really it's so weird because like it's put in as a horror slash drama. That sounds weird after you just listed a bunch of comedians. <laughs> yes, and it has like a lot of like dark humor. And 
I can't really explain it. Like, you would have to watch it. Like, mm-hmm. you get a horror vibe from it. Is it all in the apartment? Like, is yes. it, it like a stage play like that where yes. it's all in one set? Yeah, oh, that's it's, cool. it's okay. like a couple of, like, different places within the apartment. But, like, yeah. they'll actually show it where it's, like, they're on, like, because it's a two-story apartment. Mm-hmm. And they'll actually show where it's, like, oh, like, they'll pan out and it'll be, like, the first floor. And then they'll, like... Um, they'll pan out and it'll go to black for the first floor and then it'll go to the second floor. Yeah. It's done very, very well. Um, it really just talks about like a family that like is not getting along mm-hmm. and how they're trying to like cope with like seeing each other for the holidays and like the father is dealing with like his mother just dying and having like heart problems. Yeah. Um, there's the grandma who like is going uh, through dementia at the time. Um, the the daughter is getting engaged to Steven Yoon's character who they're not really kind of like um accepting of so just dysfunctionality all around yeah and yeah. like the the horror aspect comes from i think like a lot of people dealing with like this situation like thanksgiving being like a really tough time especially yeah, if like you're going sense. yeah you're going through some shit and like you know, new family members coming in and, like, how do they interact with the rest of them. Right. It's also, like, a mixing pot of, like, frustrations because it's, like, here's all the family together. So it's, like, yeah, that's usually where things come out. Yeah, and Amy Schumer's character being lesbian and just dealing with a breakup and kind of going through, like, a suicidal period. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's really well done and I really enjoy the film. It's one of those, like, A24 films that are a little underrated, um, kind of in the same vein as, like, minari and the farewell where it's like they would kind of go over your head a little bit yeah that makes sense but really good film i really enjoyed it nice okay good one good one Mm -hmm. matt's matt's number five under the silver lake yeah i figured you were gonna Uh, dude (laughs) i know you love the under i had to put it on here and it's like i i love how it's like i bumped so many things out of the way because i was like Man, but I really like when he crushes that guy's head with the guitar. And yeah. it's like, I love that part where the girl barks like a dog. And yeah. it's like, it's such a fucking weird movie. And I've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast where it's just like, it's not for anybody. No, I know. It's really not. <laughs> and I think, like, it was a breakout role for Andrew Garfield, in my opinion. Yes and no. I, I think. I think it highlights once again that like Andrew Garfield is a really good actor. Yeah, like he's very underrated in a lot of ways. But I think like I would say like the Social Network that that really showed for yeah. him like breakout wise. That and yeah. um, what was the Scorsese film that he did where he was like a missionary in? Uh, oh China? yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't was that Scorsese? Yeah, I don't that think. actually was really. Yeah, That's weird. <laughs> I huh. know, but yeah, like I I really like just for the fact of like. Under the Silver Lake comes from this place of, like, crackpot conspiracy theory of, like, loner trying to make sense of, like, this what's going on in L.A. And it's, like, working, like, around all the popular, like, being, like, famous. And it's, like, what it means to be an actor. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, him just going through, like, this bullshit. I always remember the cereal box of, like, I'm going to put this cereal box and I'm going to put this fucking nintendo magazine over it and it's like now i found the map to the secret homeless lair yeah, and it's like what the fuck and all of that meant nothing really because ah uh, like, yeah that's the then, best part and then you meet the fucking creator of like every popular music yeah that's i love been for the last century and it's like that also really meant nothing because that had nothing to do with him trying to find this girl but i think it's really cool like how it highlights this like under seed like 
organization that's yes. like running Hollywood of like here's this one guy that makes all the popular songs and it's like here's this homeless commune and this homeless king and mm-hmm. it's like him going up to this bunker where people just like die and yeah. just like eat and fuck and like and it's like he's doing all of this just to meet one girl that he met once yes or like a couple times not and even he met her like the night yeah and it's like here it is that he's going through so much just for it to ultimately end up like they have an awkward phone conversation mm-hmm. and he's like just all right thanks like yeah. it was nice knowing you and it's like but like all of the weird stuff in between, like the owl lady, like yes. the dog killer. Who's the dog killer? Is it him? And it's like there's so much like intrigue around it that I think it it's, it becomes one of those like you're so baffled that you're amused, but then you're like interested and it just keeps you going. And yeah. I, I love that about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is a fun movie. It is very confusing and very weird. Um, But if you really just kind of like sit there with no opinion about it, like and really open yourself yeah. to it. It's it's very fun. Yeah, it's not one of those things like you have to really try to make sense of. Like just go along with the ride. Yeah. Cuz there is so much where it's like you probably should pay attention to this this and this, but like yeah. in the end it doesn't really matter. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fun ride. Yeah, and I, I had to put it on there cuz I love it. All right. Next up for me, um, David Lowery's A Ghost Story. Yes, that's a great movie. I fucking love A Ghost Story. Another situation too where uh Casey Affleck really proves that like yeah. he is a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this and Manchester by the Sea. I always go mm, yeah. where I'm like, you know what? Like he actually is deserving of being like up there as an actor. Yeah. Um, and I just enjoy the fact that this movie is all visuals. Like it's literally right. like there's maybe like. Out of the hour and a half that is this film, there's maybe like 10 minutes in total of dialogue. Yeah, I love that you can tell a story purely visually. And it does such a well, like a really good job of it. Like the fact that like Casey Affleck's character C dies and like he treks his way back to the house and he's kind of like haunting it. Mm-hmm. But like just trying to like get back with his... um his girlfriend or his wife. Uh, yeah, but I love the idea that it's like, he's not like malicious. He's just kind of observing. Like he's just kind of around seeing how she is, like yeah. how things are without him. And it's like, I think that's really cool. And I love the fact that he's just like a, like a fucking bed sheet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like it's it, so simple. It really plays off the idea of like an old timey ghost where it literally mm-hmm. was just a bed sheet with like two holes cut out for the eyes. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough too, like we talked about it when we actually did this film, but the scene where it's like he looks out at the opposite house and yep. there's another ghost. You put the subtitles on. Yep. Yes, that, but that's Kesha. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Kesha <laughs> plays that ghost. All right, yeah, sure. Which I don't understand why. Um, she was available that day, I guess. Yeah, but the last 20 minutes are what really, really make this film like amazing, where it's like he's going through like time and space, basically, because like as a ghost, time means nothing. Yeah. Like, you're eternal. And just seeing like different people living in the house and like not realizing it at first and like wondering where his girlfriend is and then like having the the building torn down and that mm-hmm. shot of like him just standing over the rubble and then it being built up into like um an apartment complex or like a uh, like a business yeah. um building and like just seeing like going through time and space like it's a very beautiful film and again like it's 
it's praised because it shows that you can do a film that is mostly visuals and not have it feel stale because of that. And it's also just a very melancholy kind of movie. Yeah. It's just like seeing him operate and move through, and it's just like seeing all the changes. Like, it's a very sad movie. Yeah, but, but it's a great movie for, like, yeah. fall when it's, like, rainy outside and, like, mm-hmm. you're just stuck inside for the day and you're off and you just want to watch something. Yeah, so, no, I agree with you. It's, it's one of those movies that's, like, it's there's not a lot of like oomph or craziness, but it's like it's it's very serviceable for what it is, and I think it tells the story really well. Yeah, so yeah, good one, man. Good good job, good job, good job. Uh, hold on, <laughs> this is live changing my list. Yeah, are you? <laughs> as we're talking, I just wanna just wanna make sure, just wanna make sure, because I don't want to be like, oh, it's this movie that it's like not produced by A twenty four. Well, I thought you looked through everything. Yeah, I know, but that was like this morning. <laughs> We've had time, Matt. Things can change. Yeah, okay, good. See, I'm glad I didn't bring it up because it's not produced by A24. Why? What movie were you going to pick? I was I was going to think about... I was like, as I was talking, I was like, is St. Maud an A24 movie? It no. is. Is it? Yeah. St. No. Maud is an A24 film. Is it really? Yes. But it just said it wasn't. Well, if you look on the actual A24 website, it is listed as an A24 film, and it does show up A24 when you first put on the film. Whoa. I also did not pick St. Maud because I knew <laughs> you were going to pick St. Maud. So my next pick is St. Maud. Yes. <laughs> Great movie. Great I fucking, fucking I movie. I fucking love that movie. Everything about it is like... I think about the the opening a lot. It's yeah. just like her in the hospital room, and it's just like that person's dead, and it's like, man... It's so fucking interesting to see, like, like, because normally in like a movie like that, it's like, oh, here's this like this timid person. It's like then they're around like the high life and the culture, and it's like they get changed and corrupted. But it's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, Maude doubled down. She yeah. was like, I'm gonna keep my faith, and I'm gonna make you see my faith. And it's like, how it the like the moral degradation that comes from her continuously doing it, even mm-hmm. for herself mentally, where it's just like getting to that point of like hearing the like what the fuck the was voice that? of god yeah basically. the voice of god telling her to do this like her stepping in the thumbtacks yes. of like the photo in her shoes yes. like man it's amazing to see like some like this how this movie depicts faith and yes. it's like how far are you willing to go to keep your faith and make other people believe and it's like yeah it's it's amazing it's also like such a great film for like this well-rounded like um like yin yang balance of is it a possession film or is it just like a mental disorder film right and yeah it's, it's done so so well like the possession scene and towards the end where it's like he stabs the the woman with the scissors um where like she like opens her mouth super wide and like yeah at that point you still don't know if this is her fighting off demons or her fighting off inner demons right even in the part after when she leaves and it's like she's it looks like she's just kind of like floating forward yes. and it's like oh that's so fucking eerie because yeah. it's like is she like transcending is she like just having a seizure mm-hmm. like what the fuck's happening and the fucking until the the last the fucking ending i remember i i showed you this film and you were still kind of like wary about it and then that last fucking uh, shot just fucking hooked you i've never had a movie like completely like bump up my grade of it 
in the last five seconds. Yes. And it's like for the uh, fucking... Because I remember that. I remember like I've grown on it so much more and mm-hmm. that's why it's on my list. But it's like... I remember like the first time I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Like it's a seven out of ten. It's okay. But it's like the last five seconds happens. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a great fucking movie. Yeah, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. This no, is no. amazing. And it's like I've never had a movie do that to me of like completely help me yeah. with like all of that thought of being like is this actually you know like a possession is it you know like the, is god working through her is it just all mental health and it's like for it all to be solved in the most abrupt and cruel way yeah i'm like it's amazing bam yeah. i really think that that is like a movie where it's like it plants the seeds early on and then it grows into a fucking forest by the end of it and then that forest fucking burns down <laughs> yeah i know it's so great i, yeah. I love I, I truly do like thinking about it more and more i'm like yeah there's like and there's so much like intricacy to it and there's so much good character stuff i don't remember the the main actress's name but like she fucking pulls a banger she's great in that movie exactly so yeah saint maud (laughs) all right getting into the top three number three uh the safety brothers uncut gems yeah, really? I fucking Wow, love. I'm surprised this is on your list. And and the the reason why is the Safety brothers did such a great job of this. And I've openly talked about it too. Like I am not an Adam Sandler fan. Like I don't like his films. He's been stuck so much in like this comedy aspect that I never find the comedy funny. However, his serious roles I fucking adore and it shows like what range that he has as an actor mm-hmm. and it's almost criminal at the fact that he's been stuck in a comedy role for like 90% of his career yeah but like my god man like fucking um good time was such like a like a mind fuck of anxiety mm-hmm. when watching it oh and then man the, this anxiety it's and like a the fucking Safety panic brother, attack yeah the safty brothers really dialed it up to like 20 with uncut gems and just the character of Howard, of Adam Sandler, um, just playing such, like, a scumbag and, like, trying to get that next high of, like, getting rich. Yeah. And, like, he has, like, the mistress, but he still has his family. And then, like, um, owing all this money to people, like, mobsters. And then the fucking ending, like, my jaw oh, was Jesus. dropped. I like, remember us watching that as a family and we're, like, literally shouting at the TV, like, no, don't do it. What the fuck? <laughs> Because he gets it, but it's like it's such a great depiction too of like gambling addiction, where it's yeah. like it's never enough. It's yeah. not about like earning; it's about like getting the next win and the feeling you get from it. And mm-hmm. I, I love how they show that for Howard. Yeah, it's it's so good, and like yeah, like when he actually wins like with the basketball game, and then he opens up the bulletproof door, and they just immediately shoot him. Yep, it's so good. I fucking love Uncut Gems. It's one of the few, like, A24 films that I actually own on, like, Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, now that you're talking about it, I realize how much it means to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Good one, man. Number three. Sorry, I don't know why I sound like fucking... Muscle, what the fuck's that guy? Muscle Man from uh, Regular Yeah. (laughs) 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 Number three. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I kind of figured you would pick this. Uh yeah, talked about this movie a lot. It's stellar. It's a perfect it combination of it being batshit insane, mm-hmm. really weird and graphic, <laughs> stupid, yeah, heartwarming, <laughs> fucking all around cool, 
and funny. Like, it just hits every genre, and it does it perfectly. The only reason that I didn't put this on my list, besides the fact that I figured you were going to pick this, mm-hmm. is... While I like this movie a lot, it gives me like mental fatigue like towards the end of it because it's so like out of control. But I, I think it's interesting because it's like that's yeah, that's the it's point. supposed to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> the point. And for that, it does a really, really good job of it. Well, I think it's the reason I put it on my list too, and kind of like what you're saying as well right now is the fact that it's like I find this movie to be really special, and like my wife Alyssa mentioned it too, and I I really agree with her on this. Where it's like this is one of those movies where it's like. You watch it, and you don't watch it for years. Yeah. And then it's like you come back to it years later when you don't really remember as much, but you keep the feeling of it being really good, and then you watch it again, Mm -hmm. and you re-expose yourself to it, and you find out again where it's like, wow, this is so fucking good. Yeah. And it's like there's so much to this movie where it's like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, like we watched it when it first came out, Mm -hmm. but it's like thinking about it now where I'm like, oh, yeah, this part was great, or like this was really cool. Love the guy that's fucking data like yeah, for a short round. Like he's so adorable and amazing, and I'm glad this movie won so much. Yeah, like, he uh, won an award for this too. Is yeah, like best uh, supporting best, actor. Yes, exactly. And, and he I well love deserved. That. Yeah, um, and it's like it's there's so much to it of like it's just fucking mind boggling. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it before on a previous podcast where it's like none of this should work, but it all does. And yeah. I, I think it's really a, truly a credit to its its craft. And I appreciate too because like it's such a big film in terms of like showcasing asian culture mm-hmm. like i think of like this movie the farewell which is yeah. also a24 which and then also like really good and turning red mm-hmm. the pixar film yeah like do a really good job of like showcasing like what asian culture is like in america and like what families have to deal with and this movie just nails it for it yeah it just it gave me mental fatigue so i could not physically pick this no, I in my top five yeah which I, again it's hard because like there's so many good films from a24 yeah um next up for me number two robert edgar's sophomore film the lighthouse it uh, is uh yeah so you know what's funny mm-hmm. this is your number two yeah this is my number two yeah oh look sense. at that um yeah yeah like uh it's it, it's, it's so it's so good i think i've watched this film like four or five times at this point um yeah. i love that we went to go see it in the theaters and there was like maybe like one other person <laughs> yeah the screen just got a little shorter mm-hmm. it's like we'll put those letter boxes in and it's like yeah i love the presentation i love that it's black and white i yes. love the, like the acting it's so outrageous and it, it's such a small knit thing of just um fucking Willem Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson Mm -hmm. that like it just works like it showcases that like sometimes more is less yeah and yeah like I the the boxed aspect ratio of the film um the color palette I've I like was hooked immediately from the trailer because like it gave off this Lovecraftian vibe and I'm a huge fan of like Eldrick Horror and it it just like it hit everything of like you know, is this all like in their heads? Mm-hmm. Is this actually like some greater force? Um, the reference to Prometheus at the end, yep. Um, with old and young, like the idea of like Greek mythology being put into it with the yeah. the lighthouse itself of like fire. Um, it's also incredibly quotable. I, I think yeah. about like, why'd you spill your beans, Tommy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and your farts. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Goddamn fats! Hey, you love me lobster, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I love it. And it, it was such, like, a great performance from Robert Pattinson, too, that, like, 
again, like he's he's done so much since the days of like Twilight mm-hmm. that like it really showcases that like that was not his shtick. Like he yep. he is so much more of a well-rounded actor, and he's become yeah. like an actor that I really, really look forward to in roles because of, like, what he can do. Especially his performance in this, of going, like, mild and timid, then, like, when you find out about his actual character, and then he starts losing the accent, and it's like, he becomes deranged, Mm -hmm. and it's like, there's so much acting range from him in this, and it's like, it's fucking, it's incredible to see. Yeah. I know my wife is sick of this movie. I know. <laughs> I'll watch this movie every month if I have to. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, everything with the mermaid is great. Like, yeah, that being, part's great. Being alone, like, um, just being, like, stranded on this yeah. island. Like, all of it fucking works. And, and like, I love it. And it, it's, like, it's made me, like, appreciate Robert Edgar so much that, yep. like, I mean, he's only had three films come out. And all three of them I love. And um, I believe he's working on a Nosferatu film next mm-hmm. Um, which I cannot wait for. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everything about it too. It's just, it's just, it's surreal. It's weird. It's hard to understand. But who cares? Like, it's just fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Big big fan. All right. Uh, oh, so yeah. So it's back to me because that was also your. Well, point. I think we should. I think in the f- in the sake of fairness, let's mm-hmm. let's do one honorable mention. Well, Wh- I have three honorable. Well, I have two honorable mentions because I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. Oh, you think you do? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so Ooh, my honorable a- mentions are uh, Moonlight. Yeah, Moonlight's great. Um, super, super great film um, showing like African-American culture in America right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what it living- means to be gay and like is yeah. it okay to be able to come out and like what's the environment that you're allowed to feel that way. Especially yeah. to like living in the ghetto for yep. it and like just the transition of like the three acts of the main character like just going through life yeah i love the way that they portray that yeah being bullied and um living with like a drug addicted mother in the beginning and then like finding out that he's gay and like trying to like be okay with this and like figuring out his own life and then like his later years when he's like fucking huge and jacked and like <laughs> yeah. he's a he's he's like a thug at that point, but then finding his former love and kind of becoming like so tender again. Yeah, I love the ending of that movie of they're just sitting together. It's like, so it's good. Beautiful. Um and then my other honorable mention is actually like the A twenty four show of Euphoria. Oh, okay. Um yeah. Not a it's movie, just but, you know. no, but it, it's all around like it's from A twenty four and like it's just stellar in terms of like cinematography and storytelling and like mm-hmm. um I I think it really like picked up Zendaya's uh acting career like yeah. as a whole like she's in everything now and rightfully so because of the the show yeah but I think it's definitely the best performance I've seen her yeah so yeah all right cool honorable, honorable mention yeah what's uh, your honorable mentions uh men. Men is good. I like men. Men, men is incredible. Yeah. I, I think it's so fucking bizarre, yes. especially towards the end with yeah. like multiple births. And it's oh like, my God. <laughs> I fucking. Oh, but it like, it does such a great way of like creating uncomfortability, like creating mistrust between like, you know, like all these different men in this community. I love the fact that it's the same guy. Yes. For every role. Yeah. It's so cool. I love the like everything involving like her ex and it's like his death and it's like the guilt that comes from that i think it's all portrayed really well and it's so fucking weird 
I love that we went to go see this in theaters with our dad, and yeah, he I was know. just like mortified. He had no idea what was happening, and he was so pissed off that he went to go see this and spent yeah, money on it. It was great. Yeah, that's uh, well. That's how I felt about Lamb when you and I went. To oh go see well, it. fuck Lamb though. Yeah, no, Jesus, that movie sucks. Yeah, that movie is not making it onto this list. No, uh, my other one, and I, I forgive me. I feel mm. like it might be your number one, but mm. it may not be. So I'm just gonna say it anyways. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. No. Um, oh, okay, good. Yeah, great. Kill- yeah, like. Again, it's really hard because it's like I think of like your Lanth the most like the favorite killing of a sacred deer, lobster, and yep. it's like they're all fantastic films, and like there were just so many others that I enjoyed a yeah. little bit more that I couldn't put it in. Yeah, the list. same here. But it's like for killing a sacred deer, I want to put it as an honorable mention just for the fact of like how fucking bizarre. That like that, I always think about that scene where they sit down at the table together, and it's like he's just explaining what's gonna happen, and mm-hmm. then it starts to happen, and it's like the fucking really like large camera shots that are in this movie, and the ending, him yeah. just spinning around with a bag on his head is like, oh man, this movie's uncomfortable and weird. Yeah, yeah, good. Also, Yorgos Lanthimos, like the dialogue um, that he creates, and like the way that the performers like actually do it mm-hmm. is so bizarre. But like, it, you get so used to it after a while. Yeah, um, I still want to check out his latest film, Poor Things. I know we gotta wait um, for when that comes out. It is out. Oh, great! It's. I think you still have to pay, f- like, or relatively high to rent it on Amazon. But yeah. like, it's out. We can yeah. watch it. Cool. All right, so Zach, you're you're number numero uno. My number one. And I don't feel like this is for anybody who's been listening to us for a while. I don't feel like this is much of a surprise, but Ari Aster's Hereditary. Yeah, I know you're going to do that. Yeah, um, and I know you're number one. So <laughs> do you now? Yeah, I do. I'm um, curious to see if you do it. Yeah, so uh, Ari Aster's Hereditary, I've talked about it before. This was the film that got me back into horror films. Yep. Um, it's just so well made, um, to be a debut feature and be so well received, like, Mm -hmm. is awesome. Like, the cinematography, the sound design, um... The fucking horror. Oh my god, the the suspense that this movie creates, and, like, it doesn't rely on jump scares, is so amazing. Like, it really revitalized horror for me and, like, showed me that, like, hey, there is a chance for horror movies to not be all blockbuster jump scares Mm -hmm. i absolutely adore this film yeah Um, truly stellar acting in it too fucking it still haunts me in my nightmares of like tony collette's character banging her head on the ceiling and then also cutting her head off while looking down at alex wolf's character like i've said back in october of just like her up in the fucking corner yep just sitting there and me realizing that is like one of the scariest things ever yep because it's not really shown it's just like you have to fucking figure it out on your own and And then then as soon as you realize and she's just sitting there you gotta sit with it and Mm -hmm. it's like that's it's perfect yeah it's it's, so great it's great what's my number one zach green knight yeah it's green knight of course (laughs) ah you fucker i knew it was green knight david lowry man yeah man ah It's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. I love everything about it. Dev Patel does a great job he's as so Sir good. Gowan in that. I know. He's such an asshole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's so bad at being a knight. But it's like everything about just the Green Knight himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like the story and how it's portrayed and like all the acting's great. It's so fucking interesting. Yep. I love the use of color and like how bizarre it can get with like the giants and talking foxes and mm-hmm. ghosts. And it's like... How it just blends this idea of like a really simple old fable mm-hmm. into like here's how we can portray it in modern day and like how it just comes across. 
it's amazing. And like what I've said before, too, it's like every time I've watched this, it just makes me realize more and more of how much this is my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Because every time I watch it, I get something new from it or I take away. The most recent one, like I told you about, is like that feeling of like, did he actually get killed at the end or did he not? And it's like, it's amazing. And I feel like everything that I've said for these movies, like mine and yours, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Green Knight encapsulates and does it like with... Even, too, like, the ending where it's, like, that whole part of, like, well, what if he just ran away? And it's, like, completely done in silence. And it's, like, you can convey a story that way, just like Ghost Story. And I love the fact that the Green Knight can come together in so many different intricate ways to then just create a really simple, like, story. Yeah. But just deliver it in every way possible. And I don't like the fact that, like, everybody's, like negative thing on it is like oh it's anticlimactic at the end and no it's, it's, it's perfect not. like yeah like when if you really sit down and think about it like it's a perfect ending to the film right because like i said before it's like it's either the fact where it's like he's gonna die mm-hmm. or the green knight was just like hey remember it's a game yeah and you won the game you're a knight now and it's like there's there's beauty in the idea of like you're not sure but it's like it ends mm-hmm. and you it's up to your interpretation but yeah i do truly believe for myself like it's it's my favorite a24 movie and nothing tops it yeah and that's our top five favorite a24 films yes i'm sure this list will change tomorrow for me yeah i know right <laughs> yeah <laughs> As this, it changed an hour ago yeah this was very hard to do just because of like the quality that a24 puts out yeah and like we talked about even too with our last episode with Dream Scenario, it's like even sometimes where it's like they're misses, there's still something you could take away from these movies. Because mm-hmm. as much as some of them, like I think of like High Time or like Under the Skin, just not very good movies. No. Or In Fabric. Oh, God. Yeah, fucking movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like there's there's something that you can really take away from just any other f- type of film that A24 can really bring together, which yeah. is just creativity, uniqueness, and overall just, you know, like... Solid direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, praise. Cool. Yeah, Zach. Recommendation so, time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you yeah. to recommend something to me and to people listening. So you need to do that. Three, two, one, go. All right. Well, um, <laughs> my recommendation, and like this might actually like convey to you a little bit. Um, just because of like the time frame of the year, like uh, this episode is now coming out in March. Um, so over the course of like the last like four months, three months um i've always like ever since i was 15 like i've been going like i've been working out consistently and um it's just gotten to the point now where i've changed like my eating habits and like my workout routine of like going until failure and like doing like progressive overloads that like i've actually seen like a difference in my body Mm -hmm. over the past three months yeah um for the better and I want to recommend where, because of the time frame of, like, March, like, in January, everybody's, like, New Year resolution is to, like, go to the gym and, like, try to get, like, more fit and try yep. to get healthier. And a lot of the times, like, by February, like, people start to, like, fall off because they don't yeah. see results or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation is sticking with um, dieting and exercising. Yeah. Uh, just because like you're you're not going to see results right away and that's always the case where like people stop doing it because they don't see any difference yeah, right away that's true and it takes so much like patience and time to really like figure out what works best for you and to actually like see the results like think about that too like I've been working out since I was 15 and I'm just seeing results now as a 30 year old mm-hmm 
over the course of three months and yeah. it's it was changing up like my diet and exercise routine that like works for me exactly and yeah i think about it too or it's like when i talk about this in my own practice and like mental health i also think about it with dieting where it's like the analogy i use it's like it's like planting a tree mm-hmm. like you plant it and it's like you're not going to see it grow overnight like you need to water it you need to make sure the soil is okay and it's like yeah, dieting's in that same way. It's like you got you're not going to see results right away. Like mm-hmm. I lost a pound and I started dieting in January. Yeah. And it's like that's progress. Mm-hmm. But like you got to give yourself some compassion and some kindness to know that like if you stick with it, it gets easier. Yeah. Like every every day when I start jogging now, mm-hmm. like I, I think about like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Where it's like there's a part at the end of one of the seasons where it's like this guy's like it just gets easier the more you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, that's yeah, that's it's so true. It's like and that's the hardest part to like tell people because I've had people ask me like you know like how do you stick with it and it's like you literally have to treat it as like it's part of your routine of the day just as much as like showering or brushing your teeth yep. or eating like you have to like think of it as like if I don't go like I'm not completing my day exactly and I think for everybody out there too it's like don't focus on like the soreness or like the results you're not getting just like take your time with it Um, and again too like muscle weighs more than fat so even if you're not losing weight you probably still are you're just not seeing it on the scale right so give yourself some compassion give yourself some kindness and just know that you know like it's not all gonna happen at once but just stick with it and just think about the the end results like I think for me where it's like I think about, like, if I'm starting to waver, I think it's not going to be work or be good enough or I should have more Oreos. It's like I got to think to myself of, like, man, like, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror one day and I'm going to be like, man, I look good. Yeah. So just think about that. Yeah. Nice. And I've finally reached that point. That was so positive. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. You're welcome, great. Matt. All right. That being said. Oh, boy. Next up. Oh, man. By popular request. Ah! And by that, I mean our friend Leo. Ah! We're going to be doing Dragon Month. Yeah, Dragon Movie Month. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do all this. We're going to um, talk about dragons, and we're going to talk about dragons, and we're going to watch dragon movies, yep. and we're going to we're gonna talk about dragons. Yeah, so so starting this off, next episode, we are going to be doing Reign of Fire. Fuck yeah! Um, one of my guilty pleasure films. Fuck so. yeah! Stay tuned for that. Zach, Matt? Uh, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> now, Matt, roll the credits.